This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hi, Ellis Pod fans. It's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parking or Austin, sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop-off could be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com Rogers is streaking ahead and he's onside. Beautiful play! That is that! What a shot! Oh, it's a goal! Far post for Shearer. Goal! McLaughlin has it. Oh, deflection! And a goal! Comes to Mitchell! It's another goal! Incredible! Hobble! Welcome to the Low Strangers podcast. Unfortunately, Rich isn't here. I'm hosting the podcast today. Um, but fortunately, we do have one wise man on the podcast, uh, and it's Terry. Hello, Terry. Evening, Connor. I'm trying to figure out what on earth Rich could be doing that means he's busy at this time of year, because I literally haven't done anything <laughs> constructive for about 16 days. Yeah, well, neither have Swindon Town, which is definitely <laughs> the way into talk, discussing what happened on I guess it was Wednesday night. I kept thinking as I was going to the game, oh, first Tuesday night game I've been to in a while. And obviously it wasn't Tuesday. So I've completely forgotten where I am at this part of the year. At this point, it doesn't matter, does it? It all just blends into one. Um, you've just you've just uh, dragged me out of my mid-afternoon nap on a Wednesday afternoon. <laughs> Thursday afternoon, should I say. Um, I've missed the middle 20 minutes of Captain America, which I'm absolutely furious about. Oh, I mean, this this bodes very well for a good podcast because none exactly. of you know what day of the week it is. Exactly. <laughs> hey, I've got an excuse. I got I, I didn't get uh, back until uh, half past midnight last night. So, um, loathe stranger podcast contributors do indeed go to games, and uh, and sometimes we get home really late. So I've got an excuse for my twenty minute siesta mid film. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I guess if we focus in on the game then, like you said, or alluded to at the start, it has been a while since uh, we saw a 
town team in action two and a half weeks or so um and the reason was that 16 of the players had covid uh, so it was always going to be a bit of a weird one uh, with with this game of it being sort of the first one back and you kind of look at it and i've looked at like numerous festive games i've watched um recently where you don't know if the break does any good or if actually it makes you a little bit rusty in the team that's been playing um, although they'll be tired that that's that that's going to be a benefit for them I had no idea how to to think of it, um, but I think it kind of showed pretty quickly, like what the dynamic of the game was. Yeah, I think I think I think you're you're right to sort of mention. It always makes me laugh when uh, um, managers complain about uh, congestion, but then they also complain when they come back from a long layoff. So I always wonder, like, what's the perfect number of days? Anything other than a week just gives managers time uh, you know an excuse to grumble either way but um i think on this occasion given the fact 16 of our 16 of our first team squad suffered from a potentially major respiratory disease it's quite um quite clear to see that we were miles off it physically weren't we and you know i think if if the 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 more level headed sort of take and, and 24 hours later is to look back and go well it was quite obvious that something wasn't right, and, and we got out of the gate. We got out of there, there with a point and a, and a and a clean sheet, but that 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 doesn't make it much fun to watch in the moment. So it, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a weird game to sort of look back on, I think, because at the time I was sort of pretty well, massively underwhelmed and 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 pretty frustrated. And then you sort of listen to Ghana, you do a bit of wider reading around what, what else is going on in the league, and you just sort of think, well realistically we shouldn't have been playing last night should we at all and it's just it's just one of them you just you just chalk it up and we're still in the mix and we've we just got to try and hope that that we get back to to a bit of um a bit of sort of full fitness bit of tempo bit of physical bit of physicality because that that was all missing last night but with very very good reason and that these are not conditions that um professional athletes should be should be being asked or, or sorry should be are being forced to 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 perform in and this is a physical sport we're putting strain on their bodies on a disease that we don't know loads about um so it's a really really tricky one isn't it um, and, and at the moment you've just got to take everything with a massive heap of salt I think yeah for sure I mean it's one of those ones where I think because I didn't really have any expectations in that of that side of things going into the game it's quite hard then then in retrospect to kind of change my perspective on things and try and think Okay, well, I was bored last night watching the game, um, but there's a good reason for it. Because I, I guess I just ignorantly hadn't really been thinking that it would be a big uh, factor in our performance. But like you say, as soon as we sort of started to see things unfold, and once you hear the numbers of players that uh, that were out, not not just isolating, but actually had COVID, uh, then then it starts to be a little bit more obvious. And I, I guess it's kind of having had such a long break where they've not been able to exercise at all. Um, they probably needed some kind of way to ease themselves back in, and obviously the cut and thrust of League Two is is not exactly um, easy. Um, but it, it, yeah, hopefully it's one of those ones where they start to build it up um, with with fixtures coming up, uh, and on Saturday we'll be better for it um, than than we were on Wednesday night. Um, it almost it, looking at the the team selection, it was um, kind of. You could see that we had a depleted squad as well. Um, like it was probably not what Ghana would have named as his strongest team, right? Yeah, I mean, obviously the the centre back issue goes on, and and so so Critchlow 
was completely unavailable. Although I think there was comments in the media post match that he is he should be back for Saturday, which is good. Um, so obviously Dion Conroy was suspended. Matteo Bodri is still injured. Um, so it was a makeshift back four. It was back to a back four from back three, which obviously isn't Garner's preferred, um, and does and does sort of does does sort of hinder us a little bit. Although actually yesterday I thought I thought the system was fine. I just thought that it was really really obvious that, that physically the players just weren't quite there. And you know I think ultimately we played okay, but we played really within ourselves. There was no one. Uh, and this isn't a question of willingness. This is it looked to me like a question of capability. There was literally no one willing to or, or able to go, you know, that that one percent further in that moment to make a difference. They, they literally didn't have it in their legs. I think um, Elisa Angelo looked like he was going to throw up after about seven minutes, um, and he and he he didn't get he didn't overlap the winger once all game purely because he just looked like he didn't have the physical ability to do it. Um, which is frustrating in the moment. And then you listen to Ghana post-match, you feel like, Jesus, fair play to the kid for getting out there and playing 90 minutes of professional sport. No wonder he was operating at 80 or 90% of his ability. Um, and I think if you if you take that across the team, you get a really a really sort of tepid, boring, but, but ultimately distinctly average performance. Yeah, and I, I think the for- formation was an interesting one to point out because, to be honest, I feel like we've been kind of crying out for it for the last few games. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of, like, there have been a number of times where we've, we've just been playing out and we look like we're going to play ourselves into danger. Um, and just having that extra man in midfield in, in Ryan East next to um, Louis Reed, kind of, even though physically we maybe weren't brilliant, maybe we technically we weren't playing brilliant football, we, it did felt like there was more of an element of control, which was probably actually needed in that game because... You know, we made enough individual mistakes uh, that were kind of unforced errors um, that we, we probably did need that kind of extra control in midfield. And I, I think that was probably the one area of the pitch in the first half, at least, where we looked to kind of have that down. And it was just that we couldn't really create anything and uh, that there were openings for Stevenage at the back that, that was a little bit concerning. Yeah, but those, as you said, those openings weren't weren't systemic, were they? They weren't, they weren't flaws from, from the setup. They were just flaws from us making just just not defending properly just doing really stupid things nothing to do with shape and, and I actually agree with you I think I think um I'm, I'm a sort of staunch, a staunch believer in in the in the 4231 I think it gives you a lot more control and most importantly it fixes one of our biggest flaws which is uh we let too many crosses happen and we also don't defend them very well and by playing full backs rather than wing backs you reduce the number of crosses um so you know, fingers crossed. Um, fingers crossed. I think I think we'll pro- hopefully persist with the four at the back with a full squad. It also gives you that level of control. I think. I think Ryan East has a chance to go on and and, and really um, really cement himself in the middle of the park with Louis Reed. And I think I think the two of them were two of the better performers yesterday. Um, I don't think we played badly at all. I think we were just made a whole bunch of individual errors defensively, which Stevenage somehow didn't take advantage of, and we just didn't. We just didn't have that spark in the final third, did we? Um, which was frustrating. But I think all in all, to get out of there with a nil-nil was, I think, on reflection, you'll probably take that, chalk it up. It was a pretty crappy, boring game, and it's understandable as to why that happened, and we just get on with it. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think if we look at the Stevenage chances in the first half, because 
for me, really, there's nothing that's been like clear cut Hedestein. They they actually looked a much better side, I thought, than they were in the away game, which obviously they drew and scored in. Um, they looked like they were a lot better organised this time. Obviously, I guess that's probably the easier part of the game than trying to create something yourself. But I, f- I felt like their chances were. Obviously, there were a couple of times where they, they shot from range and then Jojo made the initial save and then dropped it onto the foot of the attacker. First time, a fantastic second reaction save um, to to fix his error. And the second time, I think there's a recovery tackle by Rob Hunt. Um, but I, ca- I can't really remember too much other than that, really. A couple of flick headers here and there. Um, Jojo also went walkabout, didn't he? Right just before our time, completely inexplicably. <laughs> Wasn't his fine. Wasn't his finest forty-five minutes of football, was it? Um, but yeah, I mean, they had three or four big. I think they hit the post as well. They had three or four sort of presentable opportunities. I think. I think um, uh, Tisdale will be will be uh, throwing his cravat on the floor in, in in frustration at not being at not being ahead at half time. Purely not not because they played particularly well, but just because they've they've been gifted four chances and not taken a single one of them. Um, and 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 ultimately, you know they, that that that's probably a that's probably a chance missed to nick a one nil for, for for their on their part as well. But um, yeah, so a combination of last ditch defending, some some pretty crappy finishing on 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 their part, and a whole slice of luck. And we got to we got to half time at nil nil, having offered very little going forward. Um, and second half was a different different game though, really, wasn't it? And. Um, you know, I think I think we probably did enough second half to, to perhaps nick it if we were, if we got a slice of luck, but uh, it just just we just the players just weren't able to 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 give that that extra five percent in the moments that we needed them to, and, and that that wins you games. It just did they just did not have it in them today. Yeah, I mean, I think it was your classic nil nil game. I can't really remember their keeper having to make much many saves. There was that shot that Iandolo had on the turn in the second half, that was probably the clearest cut opportunity. Uh, and then otherwise it flashes across goal and uh, nearly getting into position and not quite getting the shot away. I think Gladwin, maybe in the first half, had a couple of shots blocked by his own man as well. It's definitely one that he absolutely mapped at the back of Harry McCurdy. Um, but I, I can't really think of a time where I was like, oh yeah, that we're going to score now. We're building up a, a head of steam. We, we we did look a lot better, I think, in the in the second half. Maybe they kind of managed to play their way into it a little bit more. Um, maybe Ghana had a really uh, sort of inspiring team talk that overcame the uh, tiredness due to um, illness that, that, that a lot of the players have had. Um, but yeah, there wasn't quite that spark. And maybe it's just that Stevenage kind of sat in happy for the point because I can't really think, can't remember them enterprising too much in, in the second half beyond kicking long balls up and then a couple of them bounced to Luke Norris. Um, but really, it was kind of attack versus defence from Swindon, but more working the ball from side to side without looking dangerous. Yeah, we sort of build up head of steam, but in the middle third, don't we? It's quite strange. <laughs> like, if that's if that's even possible, we sort of we just get really excited with ourselves that, we, that we're re- recycling the ball again and again and again, but um, never actually going anywhere and then just having a shot from range or... Or working a crossing opportunity, turning down the cross because no one's in there. Go out the other side, do the same. Um, I don't know. I, I think it's a bit. I think you know. I think if we just park yesterday's game in terms of it's one of those things. It, it's a unique circumstance. The players physically weren't at it. I do. I do still think there are 
causes for concern is the wrong phrase, but I did, we have lost something, haven't we? In, in like compared to the early part, maybe the first third of the season, there does seem to be a little something different missing that we that we had in spades. And I don't, I can't put my finger on what it is. And up about you know watching us up at Barrow and watching us at Orient, we just looked absolutely knackered. That obviously, and then yesterday we just looked really ill. Um, so, you know, um, I just, I could, ju- I just really could do with us putting out a team that look physically right, which I don't think we've seen for quite a while. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think a lot of it is we kind of haven't had the informer Curdy for a while, uh, and I think when we've been really exciting to watch, he's kind of been quite central to it. Like, if if you think about the performances in October. Um, a couple of the games at the start of the season where he was really, really central. Um, I think that's when we've been more exciting and then that probably the November wins, we were probably just a bit more controlled and, uh, you know, not really, really exciting to watch, but we were doing the business. Uh, and obviously sometimes if you're finishing, it gets slightly worse, then you, you'll no longer be doing the business and then you just, you're not particularly exciting either. Um, so it might just be a case of, getting one of those attacking players into a bit bit of form so that they can kind of, um, you know, get us off our seats a little bit. Or, obviously, we've got one more game until the transfer window is open. Um, and at that point, you can then maybe start to, to bring someone in with uh, a bit of create creativity or some dynamic running to just kind of put yeah. the cat amongst the pigeons. I think that's what we, we, we just, we've just missed having that that cat amongst the pigeons, basically. I think it's, yeah, I think it's, yes. we, we're, it's so clear that we're short of two or three players, isn't it, really? I mean, McCur- you know, I think you make a really valid point with McCurdy. He's been pretty drab for the last, I mean, well, I don't know. He was awful at Orient. He was awful at Barrow. He was pretty ineffective last night. Um, but we don't have anyone to rotate him with. And obviously, you know, JML, JML got his start last night and tried to deceive a little bit. Um and I think we are just missing. We're just missing a couple of options, aren't we? I mean, we just, we just look. And we all knew this was the case. We knew this was the case the week, the week the season started. We knew this was the case the week, the week after the season started, when the transfer window closed. We always know. We always knew that we were two or three players short of having a really, really good go at being a top, a top three team in this league, and we still are. Um, can we remedy that in January? Like, yeah, of course we can. And, and there's no reason why we won't. We're still in the mix. And, I'm sure if, if if you'd have off if you'd have asked any right-minded Swindon fan, do you want to be seventh with a game in hand on New Year's, you know, going into New Year's Day in the transfer window, then they'd have bit your hand off. So, you know, it's certainly not sort of big, you know, it's not big dramatic um, causes for concern. It's just the last couple of weeks have just been a bit, a bit underwhelming because we just seem to have lost a bit of spark, and we just need to get that back. Whether that's through additions, whether it's through just you know, as you said, one of those four players hitting, hitting a little pack, a patch of form, or 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 even just just I think we just need a we need a Stevenage at home from two seasons ago, don't we? We need to nick something. We need to we need something to happen to give us a bit of momentum, even if it's a last minute equaliser or whatever. Um, it just feels like we've just run out of steam a little bit, but we're only twenty one games into a forty six game season, so it's a bit that 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 bit is a bit worrying, and we just need. We just need a bottle of Lucas Aid and an energy bar and and a and a second centre forward and we'll be good to go. Yeah, no, it'd be interesting to see how January goes because I think I was probably thinking going into December that January will be an important month in terms of uh, getting the 
dynamics of the squad correct. Uh, but I think it's now going to be a big month in terms of just getting that momentum back as well as um, the the squad development that we, we would hope to see as well. Just because I feel like, you know, give it two wins from the first half of of January in the league. I think we've got Northampton, Mansfield and Port Vale coming up. A couple of wins from that. And I think, you know, the, the spark should be, should be back and, you know, there'll be off-pitch news as well. Um, well, fingers crossed towards the start of the month um, to just get us a little bit sort of excited. Uh, and I guess with all of these postponements that we've had the last couple of weeks, um, games coming fairly thick and fast as well. So as well as the Man City game that should be exciting kind of regardless of what happens. So, yeah, I, I think we're just because it's been a while since we've played uh, a game of football and then a week before that we actually won a game of football, um, from that, um, it's one of those things where I just I, I just need that win to kind of get my teeth into again. I think. Yeah, we just need something, don't we? We just need something, something interesting, exciting to happen. I mean, Walsall in the last round of the cup was the first weekend of December, and that was the last time anything remotely interesting happened. Really, wasn't it? Um, so it, it, I think we we do all. I mean, the the, the, the fan the fans need a shot in the arm. Sounds like some of the players need a shot in the arm as well, um, <laughs> and yeah, and we we just as you said, we just need something to get our teeth stuck into, and you know, if that's a last minute equaliser at home on Saturday or whatever, then then so be it. Um, we just need a spark. We need a spark. We need the players to be physically at it, and and yesterday they weren't. I feel for it, like you know, that, that was a a brutal thing to be asked to do yesterday. And fair play to him. I thought I thought. You know some of the reaction on yet again on uh, on on social media from some of our fans is just is just beyond absurd. Um, you know, calling for Ghana to be sacked, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and it's just it's just nonsense, isn't it? I think you know they just it, it. You can't read anything into yesterday, and to get out of there with a point, you just chalk it up, move on, and 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 hope to get some of that momentum back. That's all we can do. Yeah, and it's one of those things where. I think you can accept that this is probably one of the first times of the season where Garner's going to have to do something difficult that will prove himself a little bit more um, without going full, fully the other way of saying, oh, well, this is the first time we've kind of had some difficulties under the Garner's tenure, therefore he has to go. It, so it's, it's definitely one of those things where he, the, what, whatever he does to kind of react to this is going to be um, a test of him as a manager. Uh, and yeah, I guess we we hope that he follows the signs that we've seen so far this season and uh, and makes the right calls. Um, but yeah, it's one of one of them where I was kind of uh, I feel like having slept on last night's result, I'm uh, not particularly concerned. Um, I was a little bit worried about the loss of momentum, but it feels like things should be still going in the right direction. And Garner's spoken well about it in the media since. Um, so yeah, fingers crossed things will still be going in the right direction. Should we uh, get some feedback and uh, man of the matches from everyone on Twitter? Let's do that. And then let's do a um, a really off-the-cuff, ill-prepared uh, Swindon Town News resolutions. Good idea. That If I'd have planned the episode, <laughs> then uh, that would have probably been in the running order. But yeah, we definitely should do well, that. Well, you know, we can do ours and then and then perhaps uh, perhaps Rich can carry the can on on uh, uh, post Northampton and get some um, get some listener correspondence on the theme as well. Even even better idea. We've now got plans for, for the next episode. Hey, look at me, mate! I'm flying. 
<laughs> 20 minute power nap <laughs> try and stop me yeah you're probably probably going to know what day of the week it is by the by the time this is over um, <laughs> alright so um, Rich asked for thoughts on Man of the Matches uh, directly after the um, game yesterday evening um, so if we start with Mitchell Singh Man of the Match was super easy Hunt was the best player on the pitch Jojo didn't have a great day today and was a bit flappy. He felt sorry for Mitchell Lawson stuck out on the left. He looks better going through the middle. I think Luke Williams, sorry, I mean Ben Garner, lack of managing games is starting to show. Uh, Josh Phelps, don't think it, it's worth much focus on the performance from the fan base given post-COVID fatigue and disrupted training slash build-up to the game. Uh, we came out unscathed, fortunately. Individually, Fort Hunt was solid 1v1. East had a few killer passes, but Iandolo was um, the best player for me. Uh, Paul D, disrupted build-up and some perhaps still shaking COVID off. Uh, makes me inclined to cut them some slack, but that wasn't a good watch. Uh, looked better when Simpson came on. He seemed to give us more of a focal point and it freed McCurdy to drift. Man of the match, for once, agree with the sponsors, Rob Hunt. Um, S. Parker, everyone is quick to diss Gladwin, but he looked like the only one at the races for a lot of that game. At least he tried. Uh, McCurdy was stifled with no service, and Kessler Hayden needs to take a breath. East was steady, but Hunt was my man of the match. Highlight was a lad in the Don Rogers eating a raw cauliflower. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I wonder if he got that from catering, or uh, how do you get those in? Um, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> um Ben Nichols, uh, not at the races, but a week ago, COVID ran through the squad, so give them the benefit of the doubt with this one point gained. West Coast Wizard, if I could have had the context before the game, I heard on Garner's post-match interview, my whole perspective on how we set up, played and competed in this game would be different. Hearing some of the, these guys were in bed for over a week and have had two training days will take the point. I think I think um, that's a really interesting point, isn't it? And I really agree with him in terms of like, my 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 complete opinion about the game changed the second I sat in the car on the way home and listened to Ben Garner. Because at the time, I was like, they don't look at it at all. This is really frustrating. Um, what are we doing? And then you then you ha- you have the context and you understand it. So like, how do we get that context before? Why, do, why didn't he? I, mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure there's a very good reason as to why he didn't say all of that in the pre-match. I'm, I'm sure that probably... If you're trying to drive higher attendances, you don't want to say to this one, we're not at it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess you kind of alluded pack, to the pre-game. Pack the, pack the county ground, but by the way, all of our players are really ill. Yeah, please bring some lemsip. Exactly. Uh, as well as your cauliflowers. Uh, yeah, uh, so Paul Manning, um, a game where it was obvious the team had lack of time and fitness ahead of it, blowing out of their Sheridans by the end. Steve didn't look much better without the disruption. That sums it up. Uh, Man of the match, hunt by country mile. The only hunt we wanted to see this Christmas. Oh, is that is that a um, is that a political pun? Do we think is that is that uh, political? Is it, is it humanitarian, like a... pro animal? I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? But there, are, there is yeah. a fox emoji on the um, on, wow. the, on the tweet. So wow. breaking new ground. <laughs> um, Pete Marsh. Uh, what does anyone expect given the circumstances? A post-COVID hangover is going to hit most teams. Man of the match, the sponsors got it right as it was a no-brainer. Exciting signings to come. We're still in phase one. Uh, Paul Merriman, Hunt clearly man of the match. Solid performance and expect him to be in the squad v Northampton. Um, a point and a clean sheet is okay, all things considered. Overall, a rusty performance and we really miss Conroy. Uh, we need to be better at home on 1st Jan to avoid being lorienteded. Lorienteded? I, I'm not sure how to... Um, uh, read that out, but I guess a repeat of the Leighton Orient performance. Uh, centre back and striker required. 
Um, just do a couple more. Uh, Billy Neeshaw, probably agree with the sponsors and give it to Rob Hunt. Playing two holders against 23rd is baffling. Showed how important Simpson is and the need to get one more in his mold next month if you want to challenge for top three. And if that's the case, uh, we've got to turn this home form around. Um, and uh, Swindon Spartan, very poor performance, particularly in the first half. Though we must remember 16 players of our very small squad have had COVID and it clearly showed tonight, Ellis being the obvious example. Hopefully this can act as a warm-up game for the much more important game on Saturday. So I think from the ones that I've read, which is all random, I'm just reading it in the order that they're coming up on my phone as as we do this. Um, So apologies uh, if I didn't go through those. There was a lot of tweets. I think most people are kind of um, seeing the context and everyone's agreeing that Rob Hunt pretty much uh, was man of the match. Thoughts, Terry? Rob Hunt was man of the match by Country Mile, wasn't he? Um, I, I, I'm just astounded that the sponsors gave it to him. That, that's normally the kiss of death. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like, it looks like we, we actually had match sponsors rather than it rotated around the squad members' families for once, which is nice. Um, I think, yeah, Rob Hunt by Country Mile. But I would, I would also say, I think um, Reed, East, Gladwin... Were all they were all very good for about a twenty minutes spell in the first half, and all pretty good in the second half. I think you know, anything good we did going forward came from Gladwin. I really like East. I think I'd like to see more of him and readers too. Um, but I think that probably sums us up, right? That like middle third, pretty good, tidy, controlled, um, nothing up front, and uh, disaster waiting to happen at the back. So. It's no 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 wonder that sort of the three central midfielders all all, all sort of did all right. Um, can we do villain of the match? I want to start doing I want to start doing villain of the match and uh, ruffle some feathers. I thought um, Harry McCurdy just really annoying me at the moment. Just, <laughs> just, just really 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 frustrating me. How did I know you were going to say Harry McCurdy? I mean, oh, you're coming man. up with features left, right, and centre. I know Harry, I'm but... on fire. It's just it's that power now. <laughs> um, I just just need. It just doesn't work at home, or it certainly isn't at the moment, is it? So we've got to figure out how to get how to get more out of him again. Um, and and Kessler Hayden really struggled yesterday as well, didn't he? I thought just his his general decision making he he just seemed he just seemed miles off it. And yes, there is the caveat that we can't be mean to, to players because they they may or may not have had COVID. Um, but we need in the first sort of third of the season he was so good he was so good going forward and was a really creative outlet for us and I've not seen that from him for probably the best part of four or five weeks now um so we need it's, it's to be expected he's a young kid and he's going to go through these phases in his first season of, of of professional football but I wouldn't I wouldn't be against um uh just just taking him out of the limelight for a couple of weeks and especially with Rob Hunt in such great form um and, and and just sort of trying to trying to hit reset on him at the moment. Yeah, uh, it's a weird one with Kessler Hayden because I think a lot of things that he tried didn't come off. Um, I I think he was just operating on a completely different wavelength to everyone on that side of the pitch because there were a load of times where McCurdy pointed for the ball. Uh, Kessler Hayden played what would usually be a good ball into the channel, uh, and then McCurdy came short probably because of you know everyone being knackered. Uh, so just it, it felt like he was almost playing a different game um, at certain points. But obviously, he is the outlet that we use attacking down that side. Like, the ball was always, always, like, going towards him. So he was still kind of central to a lot of things that we did. But probably the fact that he wasn't quite at it 
is also like part of the reason why we didn't create many opportunities. Mm. It's a really weird one uh, to pick out because I, I don't think he was awful, but I just think he, yeah, like he was playing a different game to everyone else, basically. Yeah, and, and defensively, in a flat back four, you know, he had his hands with the new Bruno Andrade last night, and um, he, 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 he. Let's just say he was fortunate to have Rob Hunt backing him up behind him. I think at, at times. Yeah, I mean, if we stick with the back four uh, for a few more weeks, then I would definitely like to keep Rob Hunt in the side in any way possible. So if that's bringing Conroy back in and Hunt to right back, then I would definitely not complain. Um, mm. I'm not going to disagree with Rob Hunt as much of the match at all. I think he's really the obvious choice. Um, but yeah, I, I think we also just have to kind of give props to the character shown by um, a lot of the players in kind of sticking that out because, uh, yeah, although it wasn't great to watch, it could have been a lot worse, I guess. So um, yeah, for sure, and I think you know, Ellis Andler was getting a lot of um, a lot of, a lot of credit on those tweets, and you know, even even if you take away the context of him apparently being one of the more one of the more severely um, hit by COVID in the last couple of weeks, he he was he was pretty good. He just he just couldn't quite get up up, up the pitch quick enough and around uh, Mitchell Lawson enough to to impact the game going forward. Um, should we should we talk about his dive or should we just pretend it didn't happen? Um, I would like to pretend that didn't happen. Yeah, me too. Let's just move on. <laughs> yeah, there was also the Mitchell Lawson one that was like maybe five minutes before. I think the ref had our number pretty well. Um, and it was nice to watch a refereeing performance where it hasn't been a talking point at all um, at the county ground. It seems the first time in a while. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Because I, I, actually he really annoyed me, but I just... Just um, didn't, yeah. The, the game was so boring that my emotions never reached above three in any direction. Um, so um, he, he just didn't. He just refused to book any of their players for clearly yellow card offences. But other than that, it, yeah, it was pretty inoffensive, wasn't it? The whole game was pretty inoffensive. Well, there we go. Um, New Year's resolutions, Terry. Uh, it sounds like you have some suggestions. So the floor is yours. Uh, New Year's resolutions. Um, historical issues can no longer be an excuse for anything. That's it. That that's that should be the club's news resolution. They should have a they should have a swear jar. Um <laughs> and and they should be forced to put one of Clem's pounds in the swear jar every time anybody at the club blames historical issues or legacy issues. That's my that's my uh, suggested STFC news resolution. Yeah, you're not going to find me disagreeing with that. Um trying to think what mine would be uh because Although we decided we'd do this 15 minutes ago, I was thinking about the podcast and haven't 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 got any really. Um, I think I would uh, just you know stop you know stop the diving, stop the yeah, whinging to referees. One. That, that like one. just yeah. just be good, clean cut boys. Uh, get penalties when you've been clattered, uh, and uh, yeah, not not show respect to the referees, but just. Uh, like, don't get yourself booked for complaining. So that that's my one. Yeah, two solid New Year's resolutions for the club to uh, commit to. And as uh, we kind of spoke about earlier, please send them in. Uh, I'm sure Rich will like to have his mentions filled up by that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they can be read out uh, on the weekend's episode. Um, any other last orders of business for 2021, Terry? Uh Please, please listen to the club and turn up early against Man City because the queues were not fun yesterday. Um, and it's going to be hell on earth. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think I, I actually did manage to get there fairly early, so the, the, the queuing wasn't too bad when I when I first got in, but that was maybe like 45 minutes before the game. Um, thankfully, it didn't seem to be like much worse than usual due to the COVID pass thing. Like That didn't seem to add much time on at all. So No, what I will say is I was really fearful that there was going to be two queues, but people are so slow at um, understanding, even in this day and age, what a COVID pass is. The, um, the second queue at the turnstiles never actually formed, did it? So there was it, once you'd got through your uh, your COVID your COVID steward, you could literally just stroll into the ground. So yeah, um, please listen to the club. Please come prepared. Don't wait until you get to the front of the queue before you get your NHS app out. Come on, we can do it. Devil's advocate, like don't download the NHS app until you're at the turnstile. No, I'm joking. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> like the fella in front of me, chomping in the <laughs> while he was doing it. <laughs> okay, well, that is the perfect note to round out 2021. It's been quite a crazy year, but we, we won't look back on it now. We'll wait till the end of the season. Um, Terry, thank you. Yeah, cheers, Connor. Happy New Year, and I will see you on next Friday for the big one. Yep, can't wait. Good run by him, and now let's go! The Low Strangers is an independent podcast. Views given do not reflect those of Swindon Town Football Club. The music is provided by the great Matthew Kilford and the podcast artwork is by Matt in Singapore. Thanks for listening. Come on, Swindon. Hi, Alice Pod fans, it's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy, or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant like Darren Ward. Or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.